We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman. He covers the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee. We're going to talk about what happens if the 49ers can't or don't trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Because we're sitting here on March 22nd. He's still on the roster and jobs around the NFL are drying up along with Jimmy Garoppolo's potential market. Let's get into it. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Hey, fun party this weekend. Was there a party this weekend? There was. What was it celebrating? A little, little, bit, little bit of a shindig. A shindig? Yeah. A little get together? Yeah. If you are not on social media, uh, I got married on Saturday and it was a Big great time. Congrats. Thank you. You were there. You were I was the there. I was there. The groomsmen really, really kept the party going strong, I think. Yeah, no, for sure. I felt good about that group as a whole. Yeah. And you guys just really followed through. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a little touch and go for a minute. And this is just me personally because I don't mm-hmm. have I don't love all wedding music. I love mm-hmm. a specific portion of it. Mm-hmm. And uh there were moments where I was like, okay, I gotta request this song. And then it would be like me and Nick Wagner, the only ones on the dance floor. Well, everyone else is kind of like watching us and we're just being, you know. Like we've had a few and enjoying the music that we're listening to that apparently Nick and I were the only ones who were into at that moment. Totally. Which was International Players Anthem by Outcast, by the way. I feel or like no, my sorry, buddy sorry, Sean sorry, sorry. was UGK, also out UGK. there for that. What's that? I feel like my buddy Sean was also out there for that. He was talking about it the next day. Okay. But again, yeah. memory yeah, no, not fully. Totally. I'm not right fully there with there. you. Yeah. I can't wait to see video. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be out there. It's gonna be great. No. Um. Yeah, that was a that was a really really fun time. I've never seen a person so committed to finding whiskey as you were. What do you mean? Just asking strangers in the hotel lobby before we left. <laughs> okay. Hey, you have any whiskey? So fair, hey, we, hold on. Is hold there a place on. we can find whiskey around here? We were. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been a groomsman before, but we're like getting ready. I already had my suit on. I was, mm-hmm. which was my drinking suit, obviously. Totally. And we're getting ready and I'm waiting for you guys to get dressed and we're getting like 
the a couple other times that I've been groomsmen, that's like when the drinking typically starts. And it's like, all right, we're, you know, we're getting yeah, yeah, loose. Yeah, we're yeah. playing music yeah, and all yeah. that. You were in a hotel with no bar. And Correct. I was, I, I was, um, under the impression that there would be more whiskey than, than there was in your room, which is fine. It's my own fault. I should have picked some up on the way, mm-hmm. but you know, one drink before a wedding, just not enough. Sometimes I was, uh, I, am I a- was determined. I was determined and under very strict orders. So that's why I was taking well, it very easy. <laughs> You'll notice that on, by the end of the night, your boy yeah, was not. <laughs> I was going to say, based on the way your night ended, I think that makes plenty of sense. Yes, correct. Um, and, uh, there and was an for, after. There was an after party. I didn't attend. <laughs> there, there was also an element. I think about three quarters of the way through, where you were just stealing wine bottles off people's tables, yeah. or most notably our table. And which was fine. It's your wedding. Do what you like. I mean, there was clearly a lot of wine in there because I think not everybody at our table was drinking wine. So um, good on you to make sure nothing got wasted. Yeah, that's my that's my except for me. Um, <laughs> it was it was a grand time. Shout out to everybody. Like a ton of people reached out on on social media and stuff. And that was uh, that was really cool. That was a nice thing. I jumped onto my phone the next morning and it was like, oh, wow, a lot of people cared about this. A lot of likes. It was nice. So much, dude. So much clout. Interaction. That was that's a big that's a key reason to get married for everybody out there if you're considering it. Mm -hmm. So much social media clout. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just like hashtags and yeah, totally. Dude, likes, posts, new new followers, new followers, comments, outreach. My my engagements this month this month are going to be out of control. Yeah. All right. Very excited about it. Let's let's talk because so I didn't. I, I woke up. Um, pretty much with no voice on Monday, which is mm-hmm. probably a byproduct of my hunt for whiskey. Um, <laughs> so we did not record. We're probably a day late recording this, but there hasn't been there hasn't been much Jimmy Garoppolo news. But there's yeah. been a lot of other quarterback news that has yes. since become Jimmy Garoppolo news because it affects the Jimmy Garoppolo market. Right. So here so, were the here were the big three things that happened on on Monday. Matt Ryan got traded to the Colts. The Falcons then filled their vacancy with Marcus Mariota, who is a free agent. And the Saints got Jameis. The Saints signed Jameis. That's right. And we have not recorded since Deshaun Watson went to the Cleveland Browns. That's another good point. So Baker Baker Mayfield Mayfield is now out there. So the teams that could conceivably be in on a new quarterback are the Seahawks and the Panthers. Yes. And maybe the Texans, but everything you hear out of Houston is that they really like Davis Mills. I have heard that as well. So it looks like Panthers Seahawks are the two options and Baker Mayfield is very likely to go to one of those two teams. Yes. It would um, be it would be it would be kind of nuts if Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield wound up on the same roster before their rookie deals were over. Yeah, that that would be kind of crazy. Like I think Baker Mayfield <laughs> and Jimmy Garoppolo are essentially in the same boat. Yeah, where it's like no team really wants to pay those guys. I think the issue with Baker is he's on his fifth year option, so that's guaranteed. Right, right. So that other- money, he's getting that money regardless. Whereas Jimmy could get cut, and he just signs a new deal with whoever, right. wh- wherever he goes. So that's, um, that's a good thing essentially for Jimmy Garoppolo in that sense. Mm-hmm. The issue is obviously that the 49ers still have Jimmy Garoppolo. They're still carrying the twenty five million dollar cap hit. Um, and 
my understanding is that they seem more content with the situation than certainly Niners fans seem to to be, <laughs> you know, and and right. so Niners fans are mad like and I understand like this is not something that really anybody envisioned, even the team like they expected Jimmy Garoppolo to be off their books right now. But ultimately, and I know fans, too, are like getting mad at beat reporters or being like, you're just caping for them, whatever. It's like. I think what happened to the quarterback market is ultimately out of their control. So the fact that they weren't able to trade Jimmy is not an indictment on their inability to make a deal. It's just a fact, a a result of this quarterback market. Right. And we've talked about that and we don't need to dive too far into that. But I think the, the key takeaway here, which is where you can quibble with the 49ers is by keeping Jimmy Garoppolo, they essentially cost themselves an opportunity to be ultra aggressive in free agency if they wanted to be. Now, I don't under, I, I don't think that they wanted to be ultra aggressive in free agency because they typically never have, right? Right. So they've resigned their guys. They've made trades. They traded for D Ford. Um, they obviously traded away to Forrest Buckner. They traded for Trent Williams. Like those are the types of deals that they make. It's not hey, let's sign Chandler Jones to a top-of-the-market deal. But if you were making the case, and I think I fall in this camp, that the entire goal of this offseason is to surround Trey Lance with the most talent possible to potentially overcome whatever shortcomings he might have as a rookie quarterback, that you should be aggressive in free agency, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And it might not be, you know, I'm not advocating for paying Lake and Tomlinson $13 million a year. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know, either go get like a pass rusher or get a few other guys along the margins, right? Like, go get, you know, Ukena Nwusu, who I think costs like $6 million Mm -hmm. to uh, Seattle or um, Austin Hooper to be your second tight end, like. Those are those are guys that sign for minimal contracts that are that are pretty helpful players and should play a lot for their teams without significant injury histories that you can make the case that the 49ers could have added. Mm -hmm. So by keeping Jimmy Garoppolo on the books, they basically took themselves out of those conversations, which, again, is fine, because I think obviously making splashes in free agency is largely overrated, right? Um, but, but but the players you're talking about aren't splashes, right, 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 right. But like Chandler Jones would be a splash, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. So where the 49ers are right now is basically in a holding pattern, and now it becomes okay. When it, it's clear if they were going to cut Jimmy Garoppolo, I think they would have cut him, right? Yeah, if <laughs> so, I don't think they're going to cut Jimmy Garoppolo until the rubber meets the road with the Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa um, contract extensions, which will probably come in July. Do you think it's, do you think it's more a matter of the front office going, Oh, we're going to get something for him and just kind of waiting and seeing, or is it, you know, there's, it doesn't, you know, they don't view it as harming them to keep him on their roster because they don't see any free agents that they're like, Oh, we're missing out on these guys because of Garoppolo. So, you know, they still got their Hassan Ridgeways and their George Odoms and, and their Ray Ray McLeods, like they're checking boxes. So do you think it's a matter of they're stubbornly waiting to get something for him? 
or they're sitting there going, hey, we don't really have to cut this guy. So we're going to keep him around just in case. And maybe, you know, a quarterback gets hurt in the offseason and, and a team is is desperate and needs to trade for him. Yeah, I think that's mostly what this is. Um, there are a couple clear demarcation points, right? There's the draft. Mm-hmm. And maybe the market changes if a team, uh, you know, looking for a quarterback doesn't end up drafting one early. Or like you said, in August, if somebody has a training camp injury, then all of a sudden Jimmy Garoppolo is a viable candidate to go get a starting job. What if he's on the roster in August? Then it will be controversial, but like, is he taking training camp reps? Is he holding out? I mean, that's that's the question, right? Like, how do they handle it if it gets to that point? Do they I mean, they could just have it be an open competition dude but even then like that would be a disaster it, i don't know if it would be a disaster in kyle shanahan's mind. do you want that in your locker room though do you want that going on like jimmy garoppolo is so well liked he said goodbye all his teammates said goodbye and they're like eh, couldn't trade him let's bring him back and see if he can win the starting job I think it would that be weird. insane to me. I think it would be weird for sure, but I think Kyle Shanahan is open to it. And honestly... Well, yeah, and Kyle Shanahan is an insane person. Kyle Shanahan, all head coaches are insane people, but Correct. yes, you're put, your point is well taken. But, like, I never bought it when Kyle Shanahan has said over and over that, like, he, you know, he was open to the idea of Jimmy Garoppolo being around next season. But I'm starting to based on how this is going and based on how the, the how they're acting. Um, I think in an ideal world, they would be able to trade him, obviously, before the start of training camp, so they wouldn't have to worry about it. And Trey Lance could get all the reps. But I think Kyle Shanahan also views it like, hey, man, if Trey is going to be our starter, then he should go beat out Jimmy. I see him. I, I can see him having that mindset. I disagree with it. And, and I'm 100% with you with the with. And if he does, you're going to carry a $27 million backup quarterback. That just seems like. Like bad team building to me. I would agree. I would have cut Jimmy Garoppolo as soon as he had the shoulder surgery. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I. I'm or at least as soon as it became clear that the soul, the shoulder surgery was going to because I'm on, I'm of the mind. I don't have any, obviously, like hard reporting on this, but I'm of the mind that Washington probably does this deal they did for Carson Wentz for Jimmy if Jimmy doesn't have the shoulder. Yeah, or something like it, for sure. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I'm, I think Pittsburgh would have been in the mix. I think Indy would have been in the mix because I just can't. Matt Ryan went for a third round pick, yeah. and. If you're going Seahawks and Panthers are the two teams that might trade for him, the Panthers don't have second or third round picks this year. So I just, I guess the point I'm getting to is like, what are the Niners even going to get for him at this point? Yeah. And it became clear that they weren't going to get much as soon as he had the, uh, as soon as he had the surgery. And then on top of suddenly elite quarterbacks kind of flooding the market, we're not a, always elite court, but very good quarterbacks flooding the market. It, it looked, you know, from January, it was like, oh, yeah, Jimmy will have a suitors. Like, there will be, mm-hmm. there's not going to be a lot of supply, but there will be a lot of demand. Well, there ended up being a lot of supply. 
Yeah. Matt Ryan, yep. Deshaun Watson, now Baker Mayfield. Russell Wilson. Russell Carson Wilson. Wentz. Carson Wentz. Mitch Trubisky. Marcus Mariota. That's a joke. Um, but yeah, like, so I kind of feel like, I mean, who knows? It, it, logically, I feel like the 49ers should cut Jimmy Garoppolo. He should go sign with a one-year deal with the best team possible to be a backup. Mm-hmm. Go back up Patrick Mahomes for a year. Chad Henney's back in Kansas City. Now beat out Chad Henney in training camp. Yeah, tough to beat out Chad Henney. It might be. But, and then, you know, do what Mitch Trubisky did and land a starting job when you're healthy this time next year. Yeah. I mean, that seems like where this point that seems like where this is going. But I could also see Kyle Shanahan being like, no, like we like Jimmy. Jimmy knows our system. Jimmy can push Trey. Jed York has already told us he'd be willing to carry Jimmy's cap hit. Like, do you think he wants to deal with another year of that? Because, dude, if if, if he thought last year sucked from a media questioning standpoint. What? I, just, I don't think he really cares about that. Like, I don't think he would make a decision because he doesn't want to like answer questions about it. No, I, I, I mean, I guess, I guess that's true, but it's just, I can't, I can't wrap my brain around what that would look like and how that would go. Like there's, I, I, I can't fathom that that goes well for them. Yeah. But otherwise I, they seem bent on getting something for Jimmy, either getting something for Jimmy Man, I guess. Or keeping him around because they're like, hey, man, this is a starting NFL quarterback who's gotten us through two deep playoff runs. We're not just going to cut him for nothing. Meanwhile, Bobby Wagner got cut for nothing. Right. Like good players get cut for nothing in the NFL all the time. Right. Because in a lot of cases, you're just trying to do right by the player to say, hey, man. You know, obviously you have value and we could potentially trade you, but you are making a lot of money. So not many teams want to pay that money. And like, if we release you, you'll be able to go wherever you want. Right. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's where I thought things were headed for Jimmy, which would have made more sense. But if if the Niners are like, well, we're not going to spend big in free, free agency anyway, then you know, we might as well just keep this guy because he could potentially get us a third or fourth round pick in August. I wonder if Cleveland will be willing to trade for him if they ever find out when Deshaun Watson's going to be able to play again. Yeah, but if you trade for him, you're taking on that that 
25. Yeah, that's right. But you could trade for him, sign him to a new deal. But then, like, you know, what's that look like? And why would Jimmy right, do that? Now you're committing to him, right? So, you know, like Carolina would make sense. But like you said, Carolina doesn't have the draft capital now. And nobody for uh, another thing. It was mentioned. Let it, that, it was mentioned that the 49ers had somebody wrote. I'm not even calling it reporting because there's nothing about the post that was reporting. And this is a high. We, get, we should just say who it was. People are okay. going to know. It was Mike Florio who said the Publicly. way the way we've heard it. Which is which is a way of saying I don't have any sources on this because Mike Florio knows damn well how to write source reporting and the difference between hearsay. And honestly, I'm very surprised that he went out and said, as we hear it, because it's very clear that that wasn't a legitimate source that actually has knowledge of the information. Right. That the 49ers have a are telling teams that they have two second round picks in hand and offer for, for Jimmy Garoppolo. First of all, Jimmy Garoppolo were healthy enough to pass a physical. Then he could potentially get traded. He's not healthy enough to pass physical. So we can't even get traded unless there's a con- contingency in the trade. That's like, yeah, we don't need Jimmy to pass a physical right now. And if you're a team investing in Jimmy Garoppolo in a trade, why would you do that? Yeah. There's zero reason to do that. So the 49ers do not. And I'm not reporting this, but the, I, I feel 100% confident saying the 49ers do not have two second round picks in hand. And I find it wild that Mike Florio would be willing to write that. And if you want to say, you know, the 49ers are asking for two seconds or they were at least before he was hurt, which I find very realistic um, or before the, the surgery, I should say, that seems realistic to me. But to say John Lynch is telling teams, but we've heard it's like, come on, man. That's a that's that that's not something I think the 49ers would want out there. No, because there's no chance they're getting that. And if Zero. they're running around going, hey, we have a we have two second round picks in hand and then they wind up trading him for a future seventh. Right. That's tough. And there's no way they have two. Sec- there's no they no would have taken it. They no, would have taken they it. Oh my God. So long ago, they would have driven Jimmy to the air. They would have paid yes. for Jimmy's private jet. Yes. To wherever his new team was. Yes. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I, I do not find that report credible or accurate at all. I mean, maybe somebody somewhere report. thinks that, that John Lynch is telling teams that they have two, two twos in hand, but that's not something you should write. I hear shit all the time and that I don't write because I'm like, no, this doesn't pass a smell test. And it's not from a credible source where I would actually write it and publish it. As I understand it. <laughs> I don't understand, but here's what I think. Yeah, that's. I can't. I, I'm trying to maybe. Let's let's go to the world where that's floating around. I I would imagine that like Washington or another team offered that at some point and either the injury stuff came out or the um or Garoppolo said I don't want to go there or what I don't I just can't imagine the 49ers said two twos no thanks right and Albert Breer reported that you know the initial asking price was two twos 
Which the same sense. day Breer, Breer wrote that, that published Monday, the same day that Florio said, as we hear it, the 49ers are telling teams they have two twos. I mm-hmm. do not. <laughs> Here's a bit. Mike Florio has been in this business for a long time. He's an attorney. He knows a exactly. Smart person. He's a smart person. He knows exactly how to word things and when he has a credible source and when he doesn't. And when you have a credible source, he says a source says or a source of knowledge of the information says whatever, blah, 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 blah. To say as we hear it and then try to credit and, and then make it look like you're reporting something, he clearly knows the difference. Mm-hmm. So to say as we hear it means he doesn't have a source on the topic that is credible. So it should not have been reported that. I mean, whatever. Anyway, I'm not going to rant about Mike Florio anymore, but that's just, you know, so that was out there. And then people think that the 49ers are turning down an offer for two second round picks when they can't actually trade the guy because he can't pass physical. Right. And then getting after beat reporters on Twitter for saying, I don't think there was any offer as like, you know, like we're caping for, for the 49ers. It's like, it would be impossible for them to execute a trade. So I don't have like, why would any team offer them anything? So anyway, (laughs) that's, uh, you just got to get Jimmy in the building, dude. Just got to get, get that positive energy to totally to, to rub off and you'll just Would make you, a uh, Let's assume that the compensation is the same. The trade compensation. Would you rather trade for Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo? I think I'd rather trade for Jimmy because players like Jimmy. And it doesn't seem like anybody likes Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I would agree, but the mechanics of it are super different because of no, Baker's I, guaranteed money. Like it, it, okay. If you're asking me Baker at 18 versus Jimmy at 25, I'm taking Baker. If hmm. if both are free agents and I can sign them to whatever I want, I mean Baker's probably more expensive, but if Baker's at he has a better he has a higher ceiling for sure. Yeah, if Baker's at 15 and Jimmy's at 10, I take Jimmy. What if they're what if I don't know, I'm making this too complicated. I'd take Jimmy over Baker. Yeah, and I like Baker has a higher ceiling. He was the first overall pick for a for you know pretty evident reasons. I mean, it was it was surprising mm-hmm. that he was the first overall pick, but when you looked at like the metrics and how accurate he was. Um, and the type of offense he played in and, and how that translated to the NFL, yeah. there was it was justifiable taking him first overall. I mean, Josh Allen now is pretty damn good, but <laughs> Lamar Jackson also decent. Decent, yeah. Um <clears throat> so maybe not justifiable in hindsight, but you know, it wasn't crazy as it happened. Yeah. So I'm sure, you know, Scott McLuhan's one of the better personnel guys in the NFL the last couple decades, right? Worked right. for the Niners, helped build the Legion of Boom up in Seattle. Um he loved Baker. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I smart people like Baker that and and I don't find fault with that in terms of like the player. The person, you know, like I I don't think Baker exactly doused himself with glory with the way he held with with the way right. he handled the thing over the weekend by requesting a trade and saying this is beyond repair and all that. I don't think Cleveland did either. That Chris Mortensen adult in the room thing was kind of wild. That's but, a really wild thing to say. But also like indicative, I get what they're saying. But it, yeah, and it might also be like 
no, this was how bad it was with Baker. This is why we want that out there. Right. And that's why that's that's and that's that's a big reason why I say I would take Jimmy over Baker is because Jimmy Garoppolo is coming off the literal opposite type of thing. There's no drama with Jimmy. No. All the drama with Jimmy is about is is like angst among the fan base of like what to do with them. Right. There's no drama with Jimmy. The other thing, too, people, you know, I. And I'm not trying to be like super pro 49ers thing, because ultimately I think they've mishandled it from the standpoint of I would have cut Jimmy and I would have been more aggressive in free agency. Same. But I see where the 49ers are coming from, from the standpoint of not wanting to take a dive into free agency and whatever. But also like people are like, oh, they're mishandling this. They should be fired. It's like, for what? Like they're they may or may not get a fifth or sixth round pick for Jimmy. Right. Like ultimately what matters most is getting his money off the books and and eventually handing the reins over to Trey Lance. If they don't do that down the road, then yeah, they deserve criticism. But like calling for jobs because, you know, they didn't get a second round pick for Jimmy. It's like you can't it's not it takes two to make a trade like nobody wants Jimmy at that price. And and not to mention and not right. And that's the big thing, too, is one of the things the 49ers cited in their trade for Trey Lance was like, Jimmy's just hurt too much. Like, Jimmy, is, you cannot rely on Jimmy Garoppolo to be on the field and healthy. And then he gets hurt at the end of the year. It hampers his play at least a little bit. And now he's having shoulder surgery in the offseason where they're trying to trade him. And as upset as everybody is that their 49ers haven't gotten rid of Jimmy, well, at least they have a contingency plan. Right. Correct. What if they were in this spot and Jimmy just had surgery and they didn't have a contingency plan? Right. Right. So it's like we're talking like people can be mad about semantics. And like I said, I would have cut Jimmy and I would have used that money towards free agency, especially while all these other good teams are loading up. But they haven't handled it perfectly, but it's not like there's some catastrophic misstep they made somewhere along the line where it's like, man, if they had done that differently outside of just outright cutting him. Right. But if, well, but, if I mean, that... ultimately, it, what what matters is what happens when the season starts and who their quarterback is and what their right. cap situation is looking like and whether or not they can re-sign Debo Samuel or Nick Bosa. Like it would be a catastrophe, right? If they can't get the numbers together to sign one or both of those guys, two extensions and one or both of them are holding out. Because right. the 49ers are like, no, nah, we got to get a six round pick for Jimmy when we trade him next month when somebody right rolls an ankle in training camp somewhere else right Right. like that's dumb that would be a dumb situation to be in Mm -hmm. but ultimately if you can't trade him in march then you can hold on to him to the draft maybe you get you can trade him on draft night or around the draft whatever depending on how things shake out you can just carry him through training camp or through the start of training camp and ultimately it doesn't matter because jimmy's not going to get paid his base salary until week one Mm-hmm. So it's not like Jimmy's like eating into like that's how the cap works. Like base salaries get paid during the regular season on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. So there's no impetus aside from being able to get Debo Samuel Nick Bosa signed to absolutely get Jimmy off the roster if you're not going to invest that money in free agency, which I think the 49ers made it pretty clear that they weren't going to do that anyway. Right. But I don't think that's my quibble with it though, is like, yeah, you should have been aggressive in free agency, but that wasn't their prerogative. Right. It, it it never is unless they need like they went out and got D Ford. You know, they went but out. That, that and, was a trade. And, 
Right. They, they traded you, yeah. for and then signed D Ford to that big contract because they needed an edge rusher. Um, they'll make those moves. They, you know, went and got Quan Alexander because they thought that they needed that, that linebacker in the second level. They'll go spend the big money. But <laughs> in all, when you look at it, Quan Alexander, huge contract, didn't work out great. I think you could argue long, like long term, what he did for the for the locker room and the culture of the defense. I think matters a lot. But from a pure football standpoint, not great. The D Ford contract is still hurting them. Um, Jarek McKinnon didn't work out. Jarek McKinnon Smith didn't work out. Didn't work out. I mean, out. all these all these big contracts they've handed out in free agency haven't gone well. So Weston yeah, Richburg, if they if they came out today and said, man. We really were going to be in on Allen Robinson and and Chandler Jones, but you know, Jimmy was just still on the books. That's one thing, but I don't think that they were going to be. And this is what you just said. Like it's just not as much as as a fan may want them to go pursue Chandler Jones. Like they weren't going to do that, whether Jimmy was on the roster or not. They weren't going to go do that. So. Like I said, it's not a catastrophe yet. Yeah, I would have handled it, it differently, be. but I would have handled it differently personally. But um, we're not at the point that it's like, oh my god, what are they doing? I'll be there when Jimmy Garoppolo is taking training camp reps from Trey Lance. That's when I'll be. Uh, I'll be. That's bamboozled, flummoxed, flummoxed. That's when it'll really be dumb. I'm with you because it's like, all right, what are we doing? Yeah. Like that would be Jimmy's just going to be a lame duck, but somehow you're going to convince yourself that he gives you a better chance to win all the while. The reason why Trey Lance isn't good enough to beat out Jimmy is because he's not getting reps. (sighs) What a tangled web. What if they're just super committed to a bit? Just trolling their fans. Yeah. They're like, like, guys, do you know who everybody crazy guys? You know, what would be great for content. Jed York just like Jed York just on tweet deck with like four different 49ers fans columns you know with like a hashtag 49ers and like a Niners nation and like mentions mention yeah quest for six and then mentions of all the beat writers and just laughing his ass off when everybody freaks out about (laughs) about John you'll never get John 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 look 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 look. (laughs) your two second round picks thing was genius People are freaking out. What if we start Jimmy Garoppolo next year? What if we start Jimmy? How mad would people be? What's a percentage chance in your mind that Jimmy Garoppolo is on the roster come week one? Week one? Week one. September whenever. Two and a half percent. Two point five percent. Is that higher than it was a week ago? Yes. A week ago, it was zero. Marcus Mariota and Mitchell Trubisky getting signed before Jimmy Garoppolo got traded was not a thing I would have had money on when the offseason started. Yeah, I mean, he can't. The funny thing, I mean, it's not funny, but like selling it, it was like, oh, it's a minor surgery. He, he'll be fine. Like, but it was but surgery, for, but he can't throw for four months. Right. He had a surgically repaired throwing shoulder. Right. And there, it wasn't, you know, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo has an injury history. Okay. Well, you know, that's fine. But 
oh, Jimmy Garoppolo has a lengthy injuries injury, injury history and he's having surgery and he can't throw for four months. But yeah, here's here's three first. He'll be ready by camp, though. Yeah. So, man, I think ultimately the 49ers are looking at it like, well, we'll get a trade offer at some point. Right. Or they're they're hoping they can. And if they don't get a trade offer by July, then they can just cut them. Right. So, for, I mean, I, I guess I get it from that standpoint of like, it doesn't matter if what we, would they what would they what do they need 18 and a half million dollars for right now? Right. I mean, that's a, that's the thing. If they weren't going to participate in the big spending spree and free agency, right. then then they're fine because anybody they're going to get now is going to be relatively cheap. But again, more too, than likely. the other reason why you get rid of Jimmy, if if you you know wanted to cut him, you wouldn't have had to restructure Eric Armstead, George Kittle and Jimmy Ward. It's a good point. Right. And that, and you know, I, I don't know that like, that's a tough conversation to have in terms of how you weigh that. But if it ends up being like, man, you know, we really wanted a fourth, but we got a six. And then you're stuck with like terrible George Kittle, Eric Armstead contracts and you're in salary cap hell because of it. Then it's like, so you kept Jimmy because you wanted a, a little bit better of a draft pick. And now you're stuck with these dudes, you know, so We'll see if it gets to that point. The 49ers have, have done typically a really good job thing. of not. <laughs> they've done a pretty good job of not being in salary cap hell. The day I never have to say Jimmy Garoppolo again is going to be the best day of my life. And I just got married. <laughs> It'll be the next best day of your life. The second best day of my life. Um, well, I mean, it's given us a lot of content. It has. No, for sure. And for the content forever grateful but good god <laughs> do we have uh do we have takes on the guys that they've signed do you have any george looks like, takes? looks like uh looks like jaquaski tart's gone yes with george odom signing super not surprising so it'll be jimmy ward and then some combination of Tavarius Moore, george odom and talanoa hufanga which i'm guessing fine. it's more in hufanga yeah, yeah, yeah. And Odom is is the special teams guy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and then I kind of like the Ray 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 McLeod thing. Eleven fumbles is over four seasons is a lot of fumbles, but if he cleans that up, I think he could be a really interesting piece for Kyle Shanahan. Sure, Ray so Ray can McLeod. Use him on offense. He's like, uh, hmm. How do is I see the next Debo Samuel? You think? <laughs> He's the Debo Samuel of Richie James's. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Potentially. Um, what does Oren Burks do for you? Uh, I do, I, here, here's. Okay, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I mean he's he's Marcel Harris upgraded. I do think I do think it's pretty interesting that that Kyle Shanahan talked about. Yeah, you just don't want to lose games on special teams. And then they lost a bunch of games on special teams. And now they're just investing heavily in a returner and two guys who are the best special teams players on their former teams. Yeah. And my, I, I think that's a good point. And I think they're smart to do that, but I would also have made a similar investment in the offensive line. Yeah. They, they, their lack of investment for lack of a better word on the offensive line, this offseason has been baffling to me. 
that's been, I thought for sure they were going to either re-sign Tomlinson and if they didn't sign somebody who is a proven starter. But right now they're barreling toward Daniel Brunskill starting at right guard and crossing their fingers that Jalen Moore, Aaron Banks can play on the left side. Yeah. Or drafting another guard or putting Colton McKivitz in there and crossing their fingers. Yeah. I mean, they're the the way they're going right now, I will say financially, you're gonna have George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Nick Bosa, Trent Williams, and Fred Warner all at top of the market contracts. Right. Mm-hmm. So I know the cap's going up substantially over the next couple of years. Oh, Eric Armstead too is now in that category, obviously. So it's it's difficult to win around the margins in terms of like paying mid-level guys. Right. So they're they're sort of creeping towards the Rams in the sense of like, all right, we have these elite guys who are all getting paid at the top of their position. And then we just everybody else basically needs to be a draft pick on a rookie contract or a minimum guy. Right. And they need these guys to start working out like they need. They need Traverius Ward and Ambry Thomas to be good. They need one of Aaron Banks or Jalen Moore to be good, like like starting like good starter they need both type of those of player. guys to be good yeah they that's that's part of what the rams do like they they lose players each offseason they lose good players but they've drafted those guys in the later rounds yeah like can those guys figure it out they're gonna have to do that again this year they have what nine draft picks yeah and three in the first three rounds but they have uh-huh. they they have the capital how about the Broncos loading up on 49ers free agents? Smart. DJ Jones, K1 Williams, and Tom Compton. Um, I think when you watch the Niners defense over the last couple of years, if you were going to grab a couple guys for, I know they paid DJ Jones, but if you're going to grab K1 Williams on a two year, seven and a half million dollar contract, like that's not bad. No. And those are two really solid players on what's been a really good defense. Yeah. The, the issue with K1. Is he's on the wrong side of 30 and he's had injury issues the last few years. Correct. So, um, but no, I mean, I, I would, you know, I would have invested more in somebody like, say, let me go down the list. Ukenan Wusu is somebody, James Daniels. Alex Kappa, Austin Corbett, like, you know, these yeah, guys are starting making, caliber players, starting caliber players. They're making 8 million bucks. Yeah. Right. Like, yep. and I, they're, you feel better if you add one of those guys than you would Aaron Banks. Totally. So anyway, and maybe Aaron Banks is going to be awesome, but not off to a great start. Yeah. You could have turned Jimmy into Jimmy's money into like three decent starters. Yeah, yeah, like three guys at eight million bucks, but it's very clear that they are they are like they didn't have to go the route they did. Like this is the route they plan to take. Yeah, if they can't trade them, they're gonna hold on to them. And not what I would have done. We'll see if it bites them. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll come up with new and inventive ways to talk about the 49ers aside from the Jimmy Garoppolo situation going forward because but it's what it's what like it's holding up their off season. I don't want to say holding up their off season. It's their off season right now. Yeah. 
I don't have a ton of Hassan Ridgeway takes. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's the dancing bear in the phone booth. Zach Kerr of DJ Jones's, you know. Um, right. <laughs> uh, and that's but that's just it. Is is the Jimmy Garoppolo trade was expected to be okay? That's going to go down. Here's the value for him. Did they get good value for him? They got this money off the books. Okay, now who's available? Who are they going to be able to get? Where can they upgrade their roster? It shut down all those conversations and leaves us here. I think there and there's another element too of also like what is going through Trey Lance's head? In that if you're Trey Lance, wouldn't you? I mean, obviously you would love to not have to compete for the starting job, but wouldn't it just feel better to be like, okay, every move the organization made all off season was to help me out. And now it's like, are they, do they like not believe in me? Do they not trust me? Because they or is just... it the opposite. They trust me so much <laughs> that they're just going to run it back with mostly the same. <coughs> thing. That's yeah, where I, I, that's where my head would be. If, if it were me, a, a big element of it is like, hey, man, we invested all this in Trey Lance. Like, we're not we're not so worried about exactly what we get for Jimmy Garoppolo. We just need to make sure that Trey knows we're all in. So Trey is confident that he's the guy and that we believe in him to take us wherever we need to go. Right. I just, man. Because this whole, like, is Trey Lance ready stuff? The 49ers are doing zero things to alter that conversation by being by making it clear that like yeah we will you know we'll we'll keep jimmy around potentially we'll see what this is like we might have a quarterback competition like that's not instilling any confidence in trey lance right and why would you i don't know why you'd put the locker room through that again yeah i i kind of think that that stuff might be overrated but would would okay but let's say they go into camp and Lance beats out Jimmy. Is Jimmy just going to chill again? But yeah, no, they're cutting him at final cuts. Right. We're trading right. him at that point. Right. I just, just doesn't, none of it makes sense, dude. Yeah. It's a tough position. They should have cut him in, a long time ago, but I, I agree with you. It's a tough position to be in, but at this point it's like, all right, well, they just kind of got to hold on to him and, until somebody presents them with a trade offer. I mean, I guess. So I'm I'm curious, you know, like is Debo going to hold out or hold in? Is Bosa going to hold in? Like I could totally see those guys being like, yeah, well, we're here. We'll go to meetings and we'll stand out on the sideline of the practice field, but we're not going to participate until we get new contracts. Yeah. And if Jimmy, I would advise those two as, guys. Yeah, and if Jimmy's out there like practicing, be like, what are we doing? That's the that's the okay, and I guess that's and maybe I'm overrating this, but how do you as a player finish the season the way you did last year? expecting to say goodbye to Garoppolo and then you show up for training camp on day one. And it's like, yeah, he's splitting starters reps with the guy who's supposed to be the starter. What a clown show. That's a clown show. Yeah. All in the name of all in the name of yeah, got to trade him. It would be funny if it was like all this work to get a fifth round pick and then they draft like a punter. (laughs) Oh, And just oust Mitch Wisnowski too. <laughs> well, like it would oh. be if, if it's after the draft, it'll be a future pick. So it'll be after 
because you don't want to pay Mitch Wisnowski a second contract. Point. You know, so. Well, yeah, unless they extend him this year. Well, that's the thing, too. It was funny. And I think, you know, what the Patriots did was very intentional when they traded Jimmy Garoppolo to the Niners. You can't really connect the dots to who exactly the Patriots got from the Jimmy Garoppolo pick. Right. Because they like traded so many, they traded back and moved up and traded so many guys that it's like you have to go through this whole tangled web to figure out exactly what the Patriots got as a result of the Jimmy Garoppolo trade. Like smart. (laughs) If the Niners trade Jimmy for a fifth and then they draft just one guy with that pick and don't do anything, it's like that's the guy they got for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. And if that guy sucks, then it's like, yikes. You went through all that to draft this guy? Yeah, but the fifth round's their money round, so. Only bangers in round five. Only bangers. <laughs> I can't wait till we don't have to talk about this anymore. Same. Should we get out of here? Yeah, let's get out of here. Subscribe, rate, review. I hope we got some subscribers at the wedding when I shouted that out during intros. Yeah, I got introed. I haven't been introed in a very long time. Um, I panicked because... Uh, they wound up having to be quicker than I was expecting. Right. And so I was going to say something nice about you and then hit that as the punchline. But I just went with the punchline instead. Sure. I was going to say, I was going to, I was going to tell everybody how you're responsible for 95% of my professional success, Mm. which is extremely true. And you can't even deny it. (laughs) 95%. I mean, 80, 74, 4% 4% minimum. I have nothing to do with your work at the radio station in San Francisco. No, that's true. Yeah, you've had nothing to do with that, but this podcast and Niners are, that's all you, dog. So thank you. Yeah, sure. You're welcome. That's the part I didn't say. I, I, do you want to thank <laughs> me for that? Yeah. I feel like I might have saddled you with those things. No. Okay. Eh, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> right, fair enough. Just pass the buck on. If anybody's you. wondering when the way we did it was um, my <clears throat> my wife and I <laughs> introduced our bridal party before the DJ introduced us. And so we we said something, you know, she, I said something about my groomsmen. She said something about her bridesmaid and then introducing Chris and, and Brooke. And uh, what I said about Chris was. I podcast with Chris Candlestick Chronicles. Subscribe, rate, review. That's what I had for him. And some people laughed. Yeah, we got some good, got some good chuckles, yeah. and hopefully some subscribers. Um, I saw our guy Carmichael Dave today. Oh yeah, you saw yeah. him, and he yeah yeah, and he was uh, he, he was like, I know Kyle and I had a bit about, um, you know how much he hates weddings. He was like, but it, I'm he he was glad to see all the online stuff and that uh. Everybody had such a good time, and um, he I, he was not offended that he was not there. Good. I don't think. I hope not. Is it weird to have this conversation publicly? Yep. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right, we're it, gonna go good, now. <laughs> it's good content. No, they, they, he was he was I honestly. Talked, I talked to him. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm gonna go now. Okay. Cool. Before it yeah. gets any more. Yep. Super awkward. All, right. all right. Subscribe, rate, and review. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. 
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.